On this beautiful morning, we will turn again to Deuteronomy chapter 31. And we read a few verses. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am a hundred and twenty years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also the Lord hath said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee. And thou shalt possess them, and Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord hath said. The Lord shall do unto them as he did to Shihon and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom he destroyed. The Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and of a good courage, fear not, nor be afraid. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee, he will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua, and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them. And thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Last week we looked at the first few verses of this chapter where Moses was preparing the children of Israel for the fact that he would soon die and be taken away from them. He encouraged them to be strong in the Lord and he assured them of the fact that God would go before them as they crossed the river Jordan and entered into the wonderful promised land which God had promised them. Verse 6 it says, Be strong and of a good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee, he will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. For us as Christians we know that Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. And uh, he said that he would be with us right unto the end of the age. I was reminded of the uh, disciples walking from Emmaus on the day of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And they were talking, they were concerned about the problems that had taken place. The crucifixion of Jesus, their Savior. And in Luke 24:15 we read Jesus himself drew near and went with them. It's a wonderful thing that we can know the company and the assurance that Jesus said I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. 
You know, I often wonder whether doubters in Israel still, they had heard of the giants and of the reports of the ten spies who'd brought back bad reports when they went in to search out the land 40 years previously. Were those rumours still going round? Were some of the people nervous because of the giants in the land? But here was a wonderful promise of the assurance of God's presence as they journeyed over the Jordan and into the promised land. In verses 2 and 3, there was also the added assurance that they would not be on their own. We have that sad statement in verse 2. The Lord hath said unto Moses, he said, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. How sad. But verse 3, it goes on. The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord hath said. He was a man who, with Caleb, had been the only two people left of the original uh, generation who had been alive when the spies had returned. He had been to the promised land. He knew all about it. And he was going to go over with them. The promise that Jesus said he will never leave us. He has walked this earth before us. And he will be with us as we go through this world. These two men, Caleb and Joshua, were living proof of the benefits and blessings from trusting God totally, even when the situation appeared to human reasoning to be impossible. God has given us the ability to reason, but we must have sanctified reasoning that must be in accordance with God's will. Now Moses turns to Joshua. Joshua had been his faithful servant for years, always at his side in difficult times. But now he too had to take on the task of leading this nation, which at times were perverse. Going away back to Exodus 24, Moses and Joshua had gone up into the mountain. And for a long time, 40 days and 40 nights, Moses had said to Joshua, tarry you here a while. And he had gone up to meet with God. And Joshua had waited for 40 days and 40 nights on the mountain, waiting for Moses to return. And eventually Moses came back. And he was met by Joshua, still there. And there was a noise. And Joshua said, there's the sound of war in the camp. But Moses had been told by God that there was sin in the camp. And we go on to Exodus chapter 33. And verse 7, 
Moses came down and there was idol worship. They had made a golden calf. They had, this is your God. They had claimed that this was the God that was leading them. And we know that Moses broke the tables of stone, threw them down in anger. And then because there was sin in the camp, Moses took the tabernacle, that place where they met with God, and he pitched it without the camp, outside the camp. The camp had sinned. Israel had sinned. And Moses moved the place where God was met. And he moved it outside, afar off from the camp of Israel. And he called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation which was without the camp. And anyone who wanted to pray or to worship God had to go out, outside the camp, to meet with Moses. And Joshua, he went with Moses out to this tabernacle. It would appear that he and Moses were the only two out there. And look at verse 11 of chapter 33 of Exodus. The Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. He was in the place where he could meet with God. And then he, he turned and he went back into the camp to meet with the people. Let's look at Hebrews. Hebrews 13 verse 12. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp, outside the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the camp. Outside, the, outside Jerusalem, they took Jesus and they crucified him. There were two things. Many things happened when Jesus died on the cross. But one of the main things that happened was that the, the, in the temple in Jerusalem, the veil of the temple was ripped apart from the top to the bottom. Now this big curtain, this thick curtain, divided and separated the people from God. The only person that could go through that veil was the high priest which he did every year at the great day of atonement. But when Jesus Christ died, man has now access into the presence of God through the Lord Jesus Christ because of his precious body broken. We have access right into the presence of God so that we are encouraged therefore to come with boldness 
before the throne of grace where we may obtain help and succor in times of need. The lovely hymn that points this out. Through thy precious body broken inside the veil. Oh, what words to sinners spoken inside the veil. Precious as the blood that bought us, perfect as the love that sought us, holy as the Lamb that brought us inside the veil. We can now enter into the very presence of God through our Lord Jesus Christ and through his death and resurrection. But they took Jesus outside the camp and crucified him. Moses took the, the, the tabernacle of meeting outside the camp. Away from the sin. Away from the world. And we are called upon as Christians to separate ourselves from the world. To go outside the camp. Now, outside the camp was a place of shame. It was a place of sorrow. But it's a place of separation. And as our Lord was separated had, and was sacrificed outside the camp, so we too must follow what our Lord did. Listen. When we see thy love unshaken outside the camp, scorned by man, by God forsaken, outside the camp, thy loved cross alone can charm us Shame need now no more alarm us. Glad we follow, naught can harm us outside the camp. Lamb of God, through thee we enter inside the veil. Cleansed by thee we boldly venture inside the veil. Not a stain, a new creation. Ours is such a full salvation Lo, we bow in adoration inside the veil. We have fellowship with God inside the veil. But then outside the camp, unto thee, the homeless stranger, outside the camp. Forth we hasten, fear no danger, outside the camp. Thy reproach, far richer treasure than all Egypt's boasted pleasure drawn by love that knows no measure outside the camp we have to follow our Lord separate from the world outside the camp but listen to this wonderful verse soon thy saints shall all be gathered inside the veil all with thee no more be scattered inside the veil. Not from thee our hearts can sever. We shall see thee, grieve thee never. Praise the Lamb shall sound forever inside the veil when we meet with our Lord in glory. But Moses took the, the tabernacle outside the camp. But then it says in verse 11, the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend and he turned again into the camp. Although we have to in type be outside the camp with our Lord we still 
need to live in this world to tell others of the beauty and love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this faithful man, Joshua, who had been at Moses' side in so many amazing situations, he was the one who was going to now lead them. And so he needed that extra bit of advice and encouragement from Moses. Look at verse uh, 7. Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, be not dismayed. Before all Israel, Moses spoke these encouraging words to Joshua. How important it was for Joshua to be given the approval of Moses and the approval of God before all the people. Joshua going with the people. Moses dying and leaving the people. I was reminded of this in relation to our Lord Jesus Christ. We read in Hebrews 3 in verse 1, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle. Now an apostle was somebody with authority. The authority of him who had been sent. Christ came with the authority of his father. He says, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession who was faithful or is faithful and is being faithful to him that appointed him as also was Moses faithful in all his house for this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses inasmuch that he that builded the house hath more honour than the house For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end? What the writer to Hebrews was showing these Jewish converts, Hebrews was written mainly to Jewish converts, steeped in the Old Testament, and who had a high regard for Moses, their great prophet. What he was saying is that although Moses was a faithful as a servant, Jesus Christ, because of who and what he is, is more worthy than their great prophet Moses. He reminded them with a picture of a house. 
perhaps they were thinking of Moses and Aaron in the worship of the tabernacle, God's house for Israel. That wonderful building which was uh, dismantled and went around as they journeyed through the wilderness. God's house for Israel. The faithfulness of Moses. We've been looking at Deuteronomy and we've seen how faithful Moses was as a servant of God. But these, the prophet Moses was just a shadow of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just a picture. And these things were fully completed in our Lord Jesus Christ. This house built by Christ, the Son of God, of whom he is the chief cornerstone. And furthermore, we are part of that building. He's the builder, he's the founder, and he is the dweller of that house. In scripture, Peter tells us that we are living stones built into this house which Christ is building. And he is the chief cornerstone. Believers are living stones in that house, the church of Jesus Christ. So we see in Moses we have some interesting types of our blessed Lord. When we break bread together, we look at what they had to learn, the disciples. And let's just read. As Jesus prepared his disciples for his departure to heaven. Moses was about to leave the children of Israel. Our Lord Jesus Christ was about to leave his little flock. John 13:33. Little children... Yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, Whither I go ye cannot come. So now I say to you, A new commandment I give unto you, That ye love one another as I have loved you, That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, If ye have love one to another. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, 
whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you I will not leave you comfortless I will come to you yet a little while and the world seeth me no more but ye see me because I live ye shall live also Does, can you see the parallel between our Lord about to leave his disciples and Moses was about to leave the children of Israel a little while and the world seeth me no more but ye see me because I live ye shall live also at that day ye shall know that I am in the Father and ye in me and I in you he that hath my commandments and keepeth them he it is that loveth me and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him Judas saith unto him that wasn't Judas Iscariot Lord how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world Jesus answered and said unto him if a man love me he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our abode with him he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings and the words which ye hear is not mine but the father's which sent me these things have I spoken unto you being yet present with you but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you Moses was saying that Joshua was going to go with them the comforter was going to come to his disciples and Jesus said he will be with you he will comfort you peace I leave with you my peace I give unto you not as the world giveth give I unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid you have heard how I said unto you I go away and come again unto you if ye loved me you would rejoice because I said I go unto the father for my father is greater than I and now I've told you before it come to pass that when it is come to pass ye might believe hereafter I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me but that the world may know that I love the Father and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Moses promised that Joshua would lead them forth across Jordan into the promised land. We have been given the Holy Spirit to indwell each believer. John 16:7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth it is expedient for you that I go away for if I go not away the comforter will not come unto you but if I depart I will send him unto you and when he has come he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me of righteousness because I go to my father and ye see me no more of judgment because the prince of this world is judged then our Lord introduced the Lord's Supper Luke 22 and verse 14 when the hour was come he sat down 
and the twelve apostles with him. And he saith unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and brake it. And gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you, this do, in remembrance of me. Likewise also, after supper, the cup, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. As our Lord was about to depart, he introduced the Lord's Supper, so that we could Remember him in the breaking of bread. Remember his death. His body broken for each one of us. And so we see the parallel in this story. Between Moses about to leave. About to die. About to be taken away. And then introducing Joshua. Who would be with them. When he left. We have it fulfilled in such a wonderful way in the Lord Jesus Christ. As he left this scene of earth, as he was crucified, when he rose from the dead, in like manner he would come again. But before that he said, I'm leaving you the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, who will dwell with us forever. The Comforter. Such a wonderful, wonderful name. The disciples must have got great comfort from that. All these types in the Old Testament, the Old Testament prophets, all of them in some way reflect something of the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ. But in our Lord Jesus Christ they have been fulfilled in reality. These other things were just shadows, incomplete shadows. But in Christ, we have total completeness, total beauty, total assurance of his presence with us in the person of the Holy Spirit indwelling us. And we have the prospect of seeing our Savior face to face. Face to face shall I behold him, far beyond the starry sky, face to face in all his glory, I shall see him by and by.